Ladies and gentlemen, warriors and conquerors, you are now tuning into the empowering waves of the Christian Motivation Podcast. This is your host, David Williams, and I welcome you with open arms and a heart full of grace. When I say that this is more than just a podcast, my friends, I mean it. This, right here, is a sanctuary. A sacred gathering where iron sharpens iron, where faith moves mountains, and where we march to the beat of perseverance, resilience, and unshakable faith. We don't shy away from the hard truths here. We embrace them. We don't stop when we're tired. We stop when we're done. Our minds, bodies, and spirits are temples, and we are the sculptors. So, I challenge you to lean into the pain, embrace the struggle, and let's mold ourselves into warriors for Christ. And when the dawn is still dark, when the weight of the world is heavy on your shoulders, we stand up tall. We understand that leadership and strength start from within. Here, in this community, we train not only our bodies, but our minds and souls. Discipline, accountability, faith, these are our tools, and with them, we shall build bridges to heights unimaginable. Ah, yes. Let's breathe life into our visions and aspirations. We stand upon the shoulders of giants, like David who triumphed against Goliath, like Paul who turned his life around and became a vessel for the Lord. We're not just going through the motions, we are nurturing a legacy. We will lead by example. We will put into action the principles that guide us, for as the book of James reminds us, faith without works is dead. So take my hand as we embark upon this journey together. Whether you're walking on the green pastures or facing the shadows of the valley, know that you are not alone. Welcome to the Christian Motivation Podcast, where purpose meets action, where hearts meet courage, and where a community of warriors is born. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get straight to the point. Leadership is not about the perks, it's not about the accolades, and it's definitely not about power. Leadership is about service and being the guiding light, the true North Star. Now, I want you to envision the ultimate leader, Jesus Christ. Here was a man who didn't have a mansion, he didn't even have a place to lay his head, but the magnitude of his leadership still resonates throughout the world today. He was selfless. He was humble. His compass was set on love and service. We live in a world filled with countless distractions and mirages of success. But, let me tell you this, if your compass isn't calibrated towards true service, you're navigating through treacherous waters without a map. Think about Harriet Tubman for a second. She was enslaved, beaten, and oppressed, but did that stop her? No. She knew she had to make a difference. She followed the North Star to freedom, and she didn't stop there. She went back to guide others. She was small in stature, but colossal in spirit and vision. Her compass was set on liberty and service, and she moved heaven and earth to lead others to freedom. And let's not forget, service without love is empty. In the words of Jesus himself, love one another. As I have loved you. Love is the fuel that fires the heart to serve. It's the engine that drives leaders to sacrifice, to endure, to give it everything they've got. Set your compass to align with the true North Star. Let it guide you through the storms, the battles, and the darkest nights. Let it remind you of the very essence of leadership. Let your purpose be wrapped in service, and let your service be saturated with love. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got this God-given gift, the potential to make a difference, to be a leader in your own right. 
It's time to calibrate that compass, set your sights on the true North Star, and never, I mean never, look back. It's time to lead like you were born for it. Because you were. When you wake up in the morning and look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see a warrior ready to tackle the day? Or do you see someone just trying to get by? But let me tell you what a true leader sees. They see a servant. If you think leadership is all about lording over people, then you're as wrong as a compass pointing south. Real leadership, the kind that shakes the world, starts with a servant's heart. Take Jesus, he washed the feet of his disciples. The Son of God, washing feet. If that ain't the epitome of a servant's heart, I don't know what is. He led by example and showed that true strength lies in humility and service. The greatest among you will be your servant, he said. Now, picture Mother Teresa. She could have been anything, but she chose to serve. In the slums, among the sick and the dying, she found her calling. Through love and service, she showcased leadership that tugs at the very fabric of humanity. How about a man like Henry Ford? You might think, now, wait a minute. He was a businessman. But oh, he was more than that. He had a vision, cars for the masses. He revolutionized the automobile industry and transformed America. But here's the key, he served society by making transportation accessible to all. Now, take all that fire within you, all that strength you know you have, and forge it into a heart that serves. When you serve others, when you lift them up, that's when you tower like a colossus. That's when your legacy gets etched into eternity. So, roll up your sleeves. Be ready to get down in the dirt. Serve with love, serve with passion. Let your heart be the beacon that guides lost ships. Don't just be a leader, be a servant, be a trailblazer, be the change. This is not just another day. This is the day when you embrace the servant's heart and let your leadership soar. When life throws punches, you've got two choices, either you duck and cover or you face those trials head on with a steadfast heart. Storms ain't meant to break you, they're meant to make you. Let me tell you about a man named Job from the Bible. Job faced more trials than any man should. He lost his family, his wealth, his health, everything. He had every reason to crumble. But did he? No. Job stood firm in his faith. He faced those trials with unwavering steadfastness, and he came out stronger. Fast forward a couple thousand years, and let's talk about Thomas Edison. He tried thousands of times to invent the light bulb. Thousands of failures. But did he give up? Not one bit. He knew that trials and errors were the stepping stones to greatness. His steadfastness lit up the world, literally. Now, listen. You are built of sterner stuff. You're not made of glass that shatters at the first sign of trouble. When the storm rages, when you feel like you can't take another step, remember, that's when champions are forged. That's when you need to dig deep, dig into that unyielding faith. But how do you stand firm? Where does that strength come from? It comes from faith, my friend. When you anchor your soul to the one who calms the storms, you'll find the strength to be steadfast. Ephesians 6 verse 13 says, Put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Don't just stand your ground, dominate it. Take each trial as a challenge to better yourself. Be the rock that withstands the crashing waves. Your trials will be the testament of your triumphs. 
Embrace them, learn from them, and let them be the fire that refines you into pure gold. Steadfastness, my friend, that's what turns the ordinary into legends. Keep marching forward and let nothing deter you from your God-given destiny. Imagine the darkest night, with shadows that seem alive, dancing around you. Now imagine in the midst of that darkness, there's a beacon, a light that guides you through the turmoil. That's what vision is, my friends. It's the beacon that guides not just you, but all who follow you. Look at Moses, a shepherd who ended up leading a nation. What did Moses have? Vision. A vision from God. The burning bush wasn't just fire. It was the ignition of a vision that would carry an entire people to the promised land. Against all odds, with a sea in front and an army behind, Moses led with vision, parting the Red Sea. He stood at the precipice of the impossible, and vision made a way. Now, let's time travel to 1960s America. Martin Luther King Jr., a preacher from Georgia, stood on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and shared his vision, I have a dream. His words, rooted in faith, changed the course of history. That vision wasn't just about civil rights, it was about human rights, grounded in the belief that all are created equal under God. You might ask, how do I find my vision? First, listen. Listen to that still, small voice inside you. God speaks to those who are willing to hear. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. If God can use a shepherd and a preacher, he can use you. Vision doesn't know rank, it knows purpose. But you gotta work. Vision without action is just a dream. Build it, make it tangible. Sweat for it, bleed for it if you have to. And if anyone tells you it's impossible, you look them straight in the eye and say, Watch me. You're the captain of your ship. Don't let it drift in the darkness. Set your course, follow that beacon. And when the storm comes, let your vision be the lighthouse that guides you home. When you walk in your God-given vision, you're unstoppable. Listen up, warriors of the Spirit. True leadership isn't about hoarding power. It's about wielding power to lift others. You've got a light within you, but what good is a light if it doesn't illuminate the paths of others? Now, think of Jesus. The ultimate leader didn't build a kingdom of bricks. He built a kingdom of souls. He didn't just perform miracles, he empowered his disciples to go out and do the same. The loaves and fishes weren't just about feeding the hungry, but also about showing his disciples that little is much when God is in it. Let's take this wisdom and apply it. You've got to recognize the potential in others, even when they can't see it themselves. Push them, pull them, do whatever it takes to bring out the best in them. Let's talk about someone who embodied this, Coach John Wooden. This man was a leader who knew that success wasn't just in winning games, but in shaping character. He turned young athletes into not just champions on the court, but champions in life. And you, too, have that power. But you have to get over yourself. It's not about your ego, it's about legacy. Like a gardener nurturing seedlings, you have to water and cultivate the spirits of those around you. Be the iron that sharpens iron. In 2 Timothy 2 verse 2, Paul tells Timothy, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. There it is. The baton of leadership must be passed on. But let me tell you, it takes grit. You've got to dig deep because real leadership is a battle. 
It's a battle against mediocrity, against the status quo. Rise up. Be the lion that doesn't just roar, but teaches the pride to roar too. Be the catalyst for greatness in others. When you empower others, you don't diminish your light. You create a constellation of stars that can light up the world. Brothers and sisters, let's get down to the bedrock of leadership integrity. This isn't just some fancy word you throw around. It's the backbone, the very essence of who you are. You've got to ask yourself, am I the same person in the dark as I am in the light? Let's talk about Daniel in the lion's den. This was a man whose integrity was so ironclad that even his enemies couldn't find fault with him unless it concerned his faith. He didn't back down. He stood like a rock. Now, look in the mirror. Are you willing to be the kind of leader that doesn't sway with the wind? Are you willing to stare into the jaws of lions for what you believe in? This world is hungry for authentic leadership, for people who are what they say they are. Your word should be your bond. Let's talk about Abraham Lincoln, Honest Abe. In a world of murky politics, this man stood tall. His dedication to truth and justice were so unwavering that it was like his very soul was made of steel. He led not just with words, but with moral courage that could slice through the fog of confusion. You've got to make the hard choices. In Proverbs 11 verse 3, the good book says, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. It's not just about making a mark, it's about making a mark that lasts. Your legacy should be built on the unshakable foundation of integrity. What are your values? Are they just a list on a pretty piece of paper, or are they etched into every fiber of your being? You've got to be willing to put your very soul on the line for what you believe in. Don't take shortcuts, carve out a path of integrity. Be the leader who, when your name is spoken, people say, there was a person who stood for something. Make integrity the very blood that courses through your veins. My brothers and sisters, let's dive into the very core of leadership, the heartbeat, the soul, love. Love is the greatest weapon, the mightiest shield, and the most precious treasure a leader can possess. Oh, don't think of love as weak. Love is that force that can move mountains, part seas, and lift the human spirit to new heights. You think I'm talking poetry here? Let me tell you about the love of Christ. That man, the Son of God, didn't walk on this earth just to show miracles. He was love personified. He laid down his life for us. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. John 15 verse 13. Now, I'm not saying you gotta be crucified. But what are you willing to sacrifice for those you lead? Are you willing to put yourself second, third, or even last for the greater good? Let's talk about Mother Teresa. A small woman, but a giant in spirit. Her love for the sick and the poor wasn't just hugs and kisses. It was blood, sweat, and tears. Her heart was a furnace of love that ignited the entire world. And don't get me started on people saying love isn't manly. Teddy Roosevelt, a rough rider, an embodiment of toughness, said, People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's right, a warrior and a president speaking the truth. In the corporate world, look at Howard Schultz of Starbucks. He didn't just build a coffee empire, he built a community grounded in love and respect for every employee. He knew that love and care would be reflected in how they serve every single customer. You've got to love with a fierceness that can shatter chains, break down walls, and build bridges. 
Remember, leadership isn't about how much power you can amass. It's about how much love you can give. Your legacy should be a legacy of love. When the books of history are written, let them say that here was a leader who loved so deeply, so fiercely, that they changed the world around them. Pour your heart into the hearts of others and watch as love becomes the tidal wave that transforms everything in its path. The ripple effect of your love can echo through eternity.